It was at this moment that he knew. Damn, son, where'd you find this? So just do it! Make your dreams come true! Just do it! You are now listening to the world's most popular, inaccurate, and sometimes squirreled retelling of pop culture history. It's Podcast 42 on the Podfix Network. Well, what you what you missed is in the olden days, we'd have to do the sound check and then adjust everyone's microphone on the the four switcher for like a solid mm. forty five minutes, <laughs> and then. But the best part though is that the sound was still crappy at the end. The sound was crappy, <laughs> and nobody had touched the board right prior to that, so it was set on the same setting it was the week prior. Yeah. But we sounded shitty. Err. Yeah, we had to change everything every week. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't understand it. But those are days long gone. Those were the days. Now everything. Oh wait, I can sing that now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Laura's under the weather. She's got a little throat thing going on. Yeah, trooper. It hurts real bad. Speaking of throat things. It's time for Podcast 42. I'm Christopher DeVos. I'm Sabrina Pierre. J.L. Trose. I'm Laura. Hi. And this week we're doing The Legend of Zelda Part 2, which is actually Part 1 because Part 1, well, Part 2, this Part 2 this week, which is actually Part 1 because Part 1 is in the dumper because it didn't record right because remember how we were saying all that sound issues we used to have? That was it. That was it. And the part that we originally recorded with Faraz, we've got we got the beer cooler, and then we got fifteen minutes of the end, and nothing in between. Ta-da! It was a great episode. <laughs> oh, you found your picture. I did. I did. Came in looking for it. <laughs> Sabrina it brought in. a headshot when she came to try out for the show, and now I hide it throughout the podcast room. This week we're talking about The Legend of Zelda, as I just said, but we're going to do all the games and not just Ocarina of Time. But before we do that, let's open up JL's Beer Cooler. JL's Beer Cooler, it's cooler than you think. JL's Beer Cooler. Yeah. All right, what's in it this week? It is the Triforce IPA. <laughs> How appropriate. Yeah, from Second Self Beer Company. That's in Atlanta. Yes, it is. And I had help of my good friend Kyle, who went all the way up to Atlanta to get it for us, because you cannot buy it anywhere but in Atlanta. <laughs> so thank you, Kyle, if you're Kyle. listening. He's not. He could be. You don't know. You're right. I don't know because we're recording this in the past, and when he listens to it, he'll be listening to it in the future, 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 future. In the year 2020. (laughs) Wasn't that a Conan skit? We are not doing Conan today. (laughs) We already did Conan, and for some reason this week it was like... 
people wanted to listen to the Conan episode. I don't understand. It was in the top two. It was in the top two. It knocked out Pink Floyd. What the hell, dude? Really? Conan did? Yeah. And Game of Thrones. Wow. Game of Thrones was number one, and Conan was number two. Well, I expect Game of Thrones. Pink Floyd was number three. So at first glance for this label, I was going to give it a two, but now I'm bumping it up to a five. You looked at that wait, hop, wait. didn't you? Yeah, the hop's got little elves and and, and like a scary well, witch in it and a balloon. And the power, hoppy, courage, hazy wisdom has like what would look like a little Link character and a Master Sword. But my what I, why I would rate it a six is because at the top of it, it says it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. And for our people, yeah, for our oh, people and sitting a here, away from the old, from the very to first, no, from the very no. first Zelda, the very, very first oh. Zelda. Oh, okay, yeah, no, this gets a six. I wonder yeah. if Nintendo knows about this beer. <laughs> That's why it's only available in Atlanta. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned till the end of the show, and you'll get our ratings on this beer. What we think. I'm afraid to buy it because I really, I mean, try it, not buy it. We already bought it, but <laughs> try <Do> it. now. <laughs> because I really like the can, but I really hate IPAs. I've taken a sip, and I will tell you that it's probably going to get a good rating from me. It doesn't smell like most IPAs. No. Take a sip. I think you'll be surprised. All right. While help you're your sipping, it's time to get out your magic markers, the scented ones, get out the grape one, the cherry one, the lime one, and the lemon one, and your pens and your papers, because it's pop quiz time. And this pop quiz is called... Teacher, my pen doesn't work. No, that's not what this <laughs> pop quiz is called. I had a lot of those oh, wait, pop I got quizzes it. as a kid. No, no, no. I got it to work. <laughs> I got it to work. Were you one of those kids that stood at the sharpener and just sharpened and sharpened? And sharpened <laughs> and sharpened. Until you had a nub left? No. Just to avoid the test? No, but I made sure that it had the really sharp point so I could stab whoever upset me. Yeah, I didn't like I like I didn't like people. you guys that sharpened because by the time I got to the sharpener You had to empty it? Yeah, it was full of your shavings. <laughs> That's a weird name for this pop quiz. That's a long name. This pop quiz is called The Zelda Franchise Should Actually Be Called The Zelda Chain Because It Has So Many Links In It. <laughs> or, I'm not giving away my hook shot. Not giving away my hook shot. I don't like either of those. All right, well, this is five general hook shots. <laughs> This is five general knowledge facts on The Legend of Zelda. In order of the easiest to the hardest to test your knowledge, score one point for each correct answer. Question number one. What color was the original Legend of Zelda NES cartridge? Hint. It's a color. Ooh. Dang it, I got it. Is three a color? <laughs> no. Yes. That's why I have to yes, give it. Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> Three is not a color, however, C is. Thank you. Question number two in Wind Waker. What was Princess Zelda disguised as? The game Wind Waker. What was Princess Zelda disguised as in the very beginning of the game? In the very beginning of the game, what was she disguised as? It's your favorite game and you're looking at me like you don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, I know you didn't play any of them. I'm going to put this, but I think one. I'm wrong. Oh, you played the first one? Yeah. There, okay, hint. In the very opening, I, do you remember? No, I don't remember the opening. <laughs> it's been a long okay, time. Zelda goes to the huts, and he gets his sword, and he goes and... And you cut all the grass. Cut the grass, and then... All of the grass. Zelda comes in. 
Whatever. I already wrote my answers. On a ship. <clears throat> Question number three. I already wrote my answer. Okay. Question right, number three. In Twilight Princess, oh. who turned out to be the Twilight Princess? Hint, it's not Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I write <laughs> As Sabrina races. I don't know that one either. I didn't like that game. I didn't play I it. I wasn't thrilled with Twilight Princess either, but in the research, it was like one of the... like. One of the best, not the best rated, but one of the higher rated Zelda games. I was surprised. I didn't think it was that great. You can't do that. <laughs> no, you can't be looking on the internet. Is he I think on the JL internet? cheated. <laughs> did he cheat? Nope. Okay, you don't get you don't get points for cheating. <laughs> nope, I did not cheat. <laughs> We're gonna have to take away your phone thingy. I don't think you can. Oh, yeah, it kind of screws off the base. And question number four. <laughs> In Majora's Mask, who wears the mask? Hint, there's a mask in the game and it's worn by somebody. Don't let the name fool you. Hint, it is not worn by Majora. It's not in there, Dale. It's not in the script. Oh, well, I was going to make a joke about it. Never mind. And... Question number five. The original Zelda game was first released in Japan under what title? Oh, wait. I know this, and I don't know it all at the same time. Zelda, originally in Japan, under what title? Not in the script. (laughs) (laughs) Try hard not to put the quiz in the script. It doesn't always work. It's okay. Even when you do put the answers in the script, we still fail. (laughs) It's okay. It's a learning experience. This is why it's a pop quiz. You get the pop quiz. You know, the pop quizzes generally test your level of where you're at before the actual final exam. All right. Question number one. What color was the original Legend of Zelda NES cartridge? Everyone should know this. Everyone, what's the answer? Blue. Gold. 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 Okay, gold. (laughs) (laughs) Don't scare me like that. Question number two. In Wind Waker, what was Princess Zelda disguised as, Laura? Tetra the pirate. Tetris the pirate? Yeah, no, Tetra. Tetra? Jail? An elf. <laughs> an elf? Yeah. She's already an elf. Shit! Sabrina? A pirate. Actually, a pirate. A pirate is correct. Actually, she's a Hylian. If you want to be exact, they're not elves. They're Elfian. They're Hylian. They're I like Laura more right now. They got pointy ears. I don't know what any of that either, but right now Laura's defending my answer a little bit, so I like her more. Fair enough. <laughs> Question number three. In hey, wasn't it Tetra? Yes. Pirate. I don't know the name. Oh Tetris. my god! I just put pirate. A pirate, here. a pirate who played Tetris. No. Question number three. Tetris. In Twilight Princess, who turned out to be the Twilight Princess, Sabrina? Link. <laughs> he was so pretty. He was so yeah, pretty. maybe in 2019 that would be acceptable, but not when Twilight Princess came out. What year did Twilight Princess come out? I don't know. <laughs> Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart. Yeah. Twilight. Get it? Ah, <laughs> That's what he was looking at. Very, very <laughs> clever. Laura. <laughs> I don't know very many girls in the, in the Zelda series. Okay. I put Impa. Empa. I didn't think Empa was in this one. Yeah, she was. Was she? <laughs> I don't know. Was no, it started with an M. Yes. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. It started with an M. It did. It did. And it wasn't Empa. It was, um... Mm. It started with an M. 
I don't know. Mi- Mira, Mi- Midia. Mi- Midia. Yes. Midna. 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 M-I-D-N-A. Yes. The name they can't pronounce. But look, I knew it. I you did, figured you did, it you out. You have a point for Thank that. Thank you. You get the point. In Majora's Mask, who wears the mask, JL? Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And then he smashes it against a tree. Because he has yes. a tantrum. Sabrina. Yes. Zelda. Zelda. <laughs> Laura. Um, the Skull Kid. Skull Kid is correct. Wait a minute, that's really the name? Yeah. Yes. Skull He's Skull Kid. Kid. Oh. He wears Majora's Mask. He's in here somewhere. Yeah, he is. I don't know where. He's little. He's floating around in the podcast somewhere. Yeah, he's real tiny. Question number five. The original Zelda game was first released in Japan under what title, Laura? I don't know. I put Link's Adventures. Link's Adventures. Sabrina. The Legend of Link. The Legend of Link. JL. Elf Quest. Elf Quest. <laughs> which is a comic book series. Yes. But not a Zelda game. Correct answer is the Hyrule Fantasy, The Legend of Zelda. That was kind of tricky because it was still The Legend of Zelda. It was, but it was different. It was the Hyrule Fantasy, which also uh, would be a good porn name. (laughs) No? I'm sure there is Legend of Zelda porn out there. Oh, I'm sure. I'm going to watch it tonight. All right. Sources for this script came from Wikipedia. Legend of Zelda porn site. (laughs) (laughs) Legend of Zelda porn site. Wikipedia. Lots and lots of YouTube. HowStuffWorks.com. And VH1's Behind the Music featuring Weird Al Yankovic. Yes. Little known fact, Weird Al was in Zelda. He was a pirate. Yeah. Did Weird Al do a Zelda song? No. do 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 that is Mario. Hold on, I was actually going to the Muppets show. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, there's Random Encounters. They're a band that does a lot of Zelda stuff. And they have an accordion, so Weird Al could play with them if he wanted. All right, well, let's get into the script. That got no reaction. <laughs> well, I think she's trying to look it up for us right now. Stoneface Laura. She said, I ain't playing your stupid Zelda game. Well, there's a, there's a YouTube link, Weird Al Yankovic, The Legend of Zelda. Oh, is there? But I, I don't know. We'll have to play it later. And All see. right, we'll figure it out later. Hmm. All right, let's go into The Legend of Zelda. Oh, Navi, come walk with me. Come walk with your old friend, Shigeru Miyamoto, creator of Mario, Star Fox, F-Zero, Donkey Kong, and Pikmin. Hey, listen. Navi, I need you to listen. We need to discuss the next Zelda game. Zelda has had a great history in gaming culture, and we need to keep its legacy going. I just don't know how. Nintendo was founded in 1889 by Fushiro Yakamuchi as a playing card manufacturer. And what's sad is JL and I I practiced that, and I think I still messed it up. Fusahiro Yamauchi. That's what I said. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Who's that? Who's there? By 1963, the company had tried several different types of businesses, such as cab services and love hotels. Hey, listen. Who are you and why are you talking about Nintendo's history? And seriously, Nintendo is into love hotels? WTF? I am a podcast host, just one of 10 million I hear you're having trouble with the next Zelda game, so I am here to help you relive the past in order to help you bring the next great Zelda game to life. Now, as I was saying, in 1960s, Nintendo developed into a toy company 
and then into a video game company in the 1970s. Hey, listen. That is right, Navi. Let's listen. Ultimately, Nintendo became one of the most influential companies in the industry and one of Japan's most valuable companies with a market value of over $37 billion in 2018. But right now, let's go back, back, back over the falls. Um, <laughs> R.I.P. Maelstrom. To 1985, when the Nintendo Entertainment System was definitely the only gaming system to own. Why was it a top gaming system to own? Did it have the game adventure? Hmm? Hmm? Well, Mario, because of the flagship title of that system was Super Mario Brothers. That's right! Don't forget it. I don't know why you're talking about Legend of Zelda when you could be talking about the greatest game of all time, Super Mario Brothers, with me, Mario. Hey, listen. Yes, my friend Mario. You have always been important to Nintendo. What about me, Luigi? Um, well, Luigi, you were always, mm, there. Huh? Listen, my children, don't be jealous. All that time, I needed more titles for my system. Sure, we had Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers and Mario 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and 12. We had Olympic Mario and Kitchen Mario, Landfill Mario, and Paper Mario, Dr. Mario, Car Mechanic Mario, and Ikea Mario. But I wanted to expand a little beyond Mario. That's just wrong. When I was looking for inspiration for a new game, I suddenly remembered exploring caves and fields in my childhood home in Sonobi, Japan. I also remembered venturing into forests with secluded lakes, caves, and rural villages. Apparently, my parents were not umbrella in any way, shape, or form. I remember once accidentally walking into an adult bookstore. Oh, uh, that sound is not what you think. I was just a jumping for a coin. I also remember in my childhood watching Peter Pan, eating Peter Pan peanut butter, and reading King Arthur, too. Then it struck me, the inspiration to come up with the legend of Mario. Hey, listen. Are you listening to yourself? Did you hear what you just said? Oops. I mean, the legend of Zelda. The very first Zelda game was released on August 22nd, 1987. In case you've just been born and your mom was listening to this podcast to help induce her labor, therefore you can be excused from not knowing what The Legend of Zelda is. Also, spoiler alert, the doctor's about to smack you on the ass. And side note, the doctor has just spent a lot of time looking at your mom. Hey, listen, don't be crude. Oh, sorry. Sure, sure. Anyway... The Legend of Zelda takes place predominantly in a fantasy land called Hyrule. Hyrule's people are pointy-eared humanoids called Hylilians. 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 Or, as we say in Ohio, Hylilians. <laughs> they are like elves or Vulcans, only they're like fun Vulcans. Fun Vulcans who eat a lot of fish. Hey, listen. Don't forget about the heroes Link and Princess Zelda. Who's a Link? I thought of that guy with the sword was Zelda. Silly Mario, a common mistake. The guy with the sword is Conan. Or he was Link, as stated before. The world of Hyrule was created by three golden goddesses, Din, Fiori, and Naru. The goddesses left... It's Naru. Naru. What? It's Naru. Naru. 
Naru. That's what I'm saying. Naru. No, you said Naru. Naru. <laughs> that's what you said. I know. That's how I say it. Oh, dear Jesus. Okay. Naru. The goddesses left a sacred artifact called the Triforce, which was three yellow triangles. You Ooh. describe it so beautifully. Thank you. Yes, I like a triangle, San Diego. But wait, is beard? Beard triangles? I'm confused. Weren't you guys talking about a Triforce beer earlier? No, Luigi. <laughs> you go. Oh, no. you went like Norwegian. <laughs> Norwegian oh. Luigi. I thought it was Irish. <laughs> I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> hey, listen. Mario's Italian. Luigi's Irish. Who knew? And that's why nobody wants to be Luigi. <laughs> they say they're brothers, but they're not. They're just Irish twins. <laughs> Luigi so, only switches into Irish when it's talking about beer. beer. <laughs> that's really how the plumbing company came about. You sell more if they say that you're brothers. Everybody turns a little Irish when they're talking about beer. <laughs> no, Luigi. This Triforce could grant powers to the user. Each triangle represented the spirit of Hyrule. One was for power, one was for courage, and one for was for the Illuminati. No, Luigi. One was for power. Right, the Illuminati. The same people that gave Beyonce her career. Hey, listen. The Triforce could grant powers to the user. It could not judge between good and evil. It would grant any wish to anyone. That is why I, Gandorf, Seek the Triforce. Ganondorf. Ganondorf. That is why I, Ganondorf, <laughs> seek the Triforce. Here's my plan. Hey, listen. No one wants to hear your plan. Why do bad guys always come in here talking about their plans? I will squash you like a bug. <laughs> it's pontificate if you don't shut up. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> We pontificate <laughs> about our plans. Um, we don't need to know what you're doing over here with your plans. Yeah, <laughs> hey, listen, don't be rude. As I was saying, first, find the Triforce. Second, take over Hyrule. Third, own a Starbucks. Maybe somewhere outside of Hoboken. I don't know. Fourth, maybe open a bed and breakfast in Sonoma Valley or something. You know, something really quaint and homey, but also upscale and posh. Somewhere you might want to steal the bathrobes from. Well, because of people like Ganondorf, you can call me Ganon, or if you like, even just Geo. I'm not calling you G. Aww. As I was saying, because of people like Geo, the Triforce was placed within an alternate world called the Sacred Realm, until one worthy of its power and has balance of the virtues of power, wisdom, and courage in their heart could obtain it in its whole. If a person is not of a balanced heart, the Triforce part that the user mostly believes in will stay with that person, while the remainder will seek out others. In order to get control of the Triforce as a whole, the player must get the other parts found in other individuals and bring them together to reunite them. I am the guardian of the Triforce of Wisdom because I am wise and soft-spoken. I also look good in blue which has nothing to do with the game. I'm just saying that if you happen to stumble upon my Amazon wish list and notice that everything I asked for is in blue, it's because I really look good in blue, especially on my left side. Hey, listen. Blue brings out my eyes. Hey! 
Hey, listen, you are just jealous because you don't have eyes. Hey, listen. The first game was done from a unique, at least in 1987, top-down perspective. This allowed the player to roam the land freely. This game was so big that we had to implement a save feature into the game. Oh, you kids in your save features today. But back in my day, we had to walk uphill into snow with no shoes on in order to save our games. Backwards. <laughs> the and game? sometimes downhill. <laughs> into snow. Are you done? The yes. game was <laughs> the, the game was a massive commercial and critical success for Nintendo, selling more than 6.5 million copies. It was one of the first successful RPGs. What is an RPGs? Does that stand for Rapid Beat Peach Goomba Speedster? Hey, listen. It's not RPGs. RPG is plural. It's more than one RPG, and it means role-playing games. I thought it stood for rocket propel grenade, which are beautiful things and way more effective than a sword and a shield. Just say it. Hey, listen. We needed to capitalize on Zelda's success, so we started to work on Zelda 2, Electric Boogaloo. For this one, I wanted everything different, so I hired a whole new team to work on it. Hey, listen. Maybe you should call it Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. If you think so, Navi, it doesn't quite have that same zip, though, but why not? The game was released in 1988. The classic RPG element of getting experience points was a new feature, and even though some overhead gameplay was present, it took on more of a Mario side-scroller feel when it came to actual gameplay. That's because Mario games are the best! That's right, Mario! Even the ones with Luigi in them. Hey, that's not nice. You're not a nice. You're my hey, listen. Nice. Hey, hey, listen. Thank you, Navi. Even though the game sold well enough, fans did not like the change. Probably because there was no coins to jump for or bricks to break with your head. Everyone likes to break a bricks with your head. Four years later, and with an upgraded console in the 16-bit Super Nintendo, The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past was released in April of 1992. We went back to our roots and got rid of the side-scroller mechanic. They got rid of me? No, you big dummy. You're a plumber, not a mechanic. Phew. With the new 16-bit professor... Wait, what? <laughs> He's not a professor. He's a processor. With the new 16-bit processor, Link could now no, swipe no. his own no, store there. <laughs> Why is there no comma? Because <laughs> it was written at 3 in the morning. <laughs> Oh, the it's same like reason nobody... I'm Irish sometimes. <laughs> it's like nobody proofreads what I'm supposed to say. I did proofread. <laughs> Oops. Uh. Sorry. I'm a, I'm not a mechanic or a writer. Obviously. I'm a plumber. So, like I was saying, with the new 16-bit processor, Link could now swipe his sword instead of just poking people with it. Did you just say... Link was poking people with his sword? (laughs) (laughs) Yes! That's what Link used to do. He would poke creatures and people with his sword. (laughs) Oh god, please, please stop saying that. I don't understand what the pigman finds so funny. Hey, listen! Don't listen to him. Keep going. 
Ganondorf? It's Geo. I coded you into this world, and I will code you out of it if you're not careful. Just don't poke me with your sword. Besides the sword thing, Link could also move diagonally. <laughs> Di I think it's pronounced Diagon Alley. No. Yes. <laughs> diagonally. I can't it's say it. <laughs> It's supposed to be diagonally. No, it's yeah. diagonally. Yes. Yeah. Diagonally. Yes. <laughs> Diagon Alley. Like an X. Link could move down Diagon Alley. <laughs> there were new weapons, and most importantly, Link got boots. I wish I had a boots. The game sold 4.1 million copies and won many perfect to near-perfect review scores. It is often considered one of the best games to ever be released on the and S-E-N-A-S, the SNES, the SNES. <laughs> or the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. It was surely not better than Super Mario World. Well, Luigi, well, Luigi, apparently history says it was. Well. But, but Yoshi. I think the addition of Dark World to this story is what made it compelling. Ah, yes. Dark World. This is where I was able to enter the sacred realm and obtain the Triforce of Power from the Temple of Light. I flipped the light switch off and created Dark World. <laughs> no one realized until it was too late. I put a large armor in front of the light switch, hiding it from plain sight because I am evil. Hey, listen. Dark World didn't come about from you hiding a light switch behind an armor. It resulted from the realm's transformation as a reflection of the greed and evil in your heart. Eh, tomato, tomato. The game was later re-released for the Game Boy Advance, bundled on a cartridge with four swords. The first multiplayer Zelda. There was no way we were going to top that game. Not without reinventing gaming. Wait a minute. That's it. We will reinvent gaming. It will be easy! Nintendo brought gaming into the third dimension with the release of Nintendo 64. It was originally codenamed Project Reality. And even though the Nintendo 64 design was mostly complete by mid-1995, it didn't launch until 1996, when Time Magazine named it Machine of the Year. And what game did the system launch with? Hey, listen! No, come on! Tell me, what game did the system launch with? Hey, listen! It launched with Pilot Wings 64. Why, you little bitch? It launched with Mario 64. Then on November 23rd, 1998, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time was released. <laughs> Are you laughing because you called Navi a little bitch? Navi's not a bitch, and that really hurts my feelings. Okay, I, was, I didn't know what was going on. Hey, listen. Don't, don't lie with Pillow Wings 64. <laughs> it was Pilot Wings. Oh, is that what you said? Pillow Wings 64? No, I said Pilot, pilot No, wings. that's what Luigi said. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Italian <laughs> Luigi or Irish <laughs> Luigi? Both. Pillow Luigi's sounds been like drinking. an awesome game. <laughs> that's part of that Zelda porn franchise. Mm. I had been the principal director of Super Mario 64, but I wanted multiple people working on Ocarina at a time, and I wanted a members-only jacket. That was nothing really to do with what we were talking about. It's just that I never got my members-only jacket. During its development, however, individual parts of Ocarina of Time were handled by multiple directors. I just said that! That was a new strategy for Nintendo. Oh, okay. I see where you are going. Continue. Thank you. 
You're welcome. Oh, that's very nice of you. They worked on different basic experiments, including scenario and planning, Link's actions, transforming classic 2D items into improved 3D form, camera tricks, motion capture, and sound. We wanted to create something new and unprecedented. We used real stunt performers to capture the effects of sword fighting and Link's movements. It was originally intended that Ocarina of Time be played in a first-person perspective so that the players could take in the vast terrain of Hyrule better and let the team focus more on developing enemies and environments. This concept was abandoned once the idea of a child Link was introduced. It was believed it necessary for Link to be visible on screen. Ocarina of Time originally ran on the same engine as Super Mario 64. See, our game is better. But we modified it so much that we considered the final projects different engines. Oh! Don't be sad, Mario. You still have a me and a Yoshi and Princess Zelda. Um, I mean a peach. Shut up, you! Hey, listen! The introduction of lock-on targeting, along with the music, the graphics, and the sheer scope of the game have made Ocarina of Time to be considered an incredible achievement in gaming, as had over 7.1 million copies sold, and to this day still tops the list of Faraz and many other people's <laughs> best games ever made. Except for Hunter Mario! That game is usually number one in people's hearts and souls. Or Super Luigi U. Uh, shut up, you, Luigi. No one cares about Super Luigi U. You are like five degrees less significant than Wario. I'm still cool. Hey, listen. How is Nintendo going to top that game? You should be experimental, Shiguru. I just saw this movie with Bill Murray. By the way, Ganondorf loves Bill Murray. Hey, listen. Did you just refer to yourself in the third person? Um, no. Now Geo tells Navi to shut up. Anywho, this movie is called Groundhog Day. I think it would make a great Zelda game. Hey, listen. You can't influence Shuguru like that. Don't listen to him. No, wait, wait. I like Bill Murray too. I was thinking about basing a Zelda game on the Razor's Edge or what about Bob? Hey, listen. But I like this Groundhog Day idea much better. Hey, well, I, hey. for one, will not support that. How about a Luigi game based on Scrooge instead? I like that idea. That's the best Christmas movie that's not Die Hard. True. Points for you. Extra points on the pop quiz for you, Jail. Nintendo was... <laughs> hey, he mentioned Die Hard. Don't give me that look. Nintendo was able to reuse a lot of Ocarina of Time's assets in order to come out with Majora's Mask in just under a year. This game had an unconventional story structure which involved the player reliving the same three-day loop in order to try to stop the prop from the 1902 French adventure film A Trip to the Moon from destroying everything. You mean... <laughs> you mean Moon. I don't like this game. It had a much darker story. Why do you say that? Is it because there's an internet theory that Link is actually dead during this game? <laughs> That is something made up by Reddit users and alien conspiracists. It is not true, not even in the slightest. Link is only half dead. Hey, listen. What? I joke, I joke. 3.36 million copies of the game sold worldwide. And even though it's not as critically successful as Ocarina of Time, it held its own in the Zelda series. Next up for Nintendo was the GameCube. Which meant another Mario game. Hey, listen. It also meant another Zelda game. My kingdom needed to be on a GameCube. Mostly because my kingdom is cube-shaped. So it's 
a good fit. I don't know. I just think that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) I might be the only one. Nintendo. (laughs) Nintendo released a tech demo at the 2000 Space World Exposition to show off the GameCube. It was a super realistic Ganondorf and Link having a sword battle. If I remember right, I won. Hey, listen. I don't think so. Well, if I didn't win, let's just have old Linky Boy come here and dispute it. Oh, here he is now, Link. Who won that sword battle? You know, the one in the super realistic tech demo for the Nintendo GameCube? Hmm? Huh? What's that? What's the matter? Cat got your tongue? Hey, listen. You know that's not fair. Link doesn't talk. I will answer for him. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Link says, Nana Nana Boo Boo, stick your head in doo doo. The Zelda team had exhausted its ideas for that style and format and decided it was too derivative of past Zelda games. We explored other directions until designer Yoshiki Haruhana created a cartoonish drawing of a young Link that caught everyone's eye. Next, an enemy Moblin was designed in a similar style and the team just seized on the new gameplay and combat possibilities inspired by this stylized cartoon aesthetic. To achieve this look, they used cell shading on 3D models, giving the look of an interactive cartoon. Development proceeded swiftly. The team decided the setting would be islands in an ocean, thinking that it would provide interesting visuals and mechanics. Oh, we already did the mechanics slash plumber joke, right? Hey, listen. Yes, Luigi. Hush. This in turn inspired the sailing feature and The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker was underway. However, some people didn't like the new features. (laughs) For Raz. Like, why were the character's eyes so exaggeratedly large? Observant players noticed that Link looked at what the player should do next. Unobservant players will just notice that Link had big eyes. Nintendo presented a new demo clip of the game. Response to the cell-shaded design was divided. Critics dubbed the game Zelda. <laughs> Zelda. <laughs> That's rich. Like Zelda, but Zelda. <laughs> Old man laugh. <laughs> hey, listen. Everyone got it the first time. Shouldn't you work on not being so easy to beat at the end of every game? Ouch, Navi. I was surprised at that response and decided to limit revealing anything further until the team finished a playable demonstration. I was hoping to shift focus from the graphics to the gameplay. Reception over the Wind Waker was divided. Some players appreciated the design and vision, but others found it childish and too unrealistic. Sales did not live up to expectations partly from a general decline in the video game market caused by consumers shifting away from games, a phenomenon known as Gamer Drift. Ah yes, the third movie in the Fast and Furious franchise. Hey, listen, it's actually called Tokyo Drift. If you say so, but I am a princess, and a princess is never wrong. So if I say it was Fast and Furious 3, Gamer Drift, then then let it be known throughout the kingdom as such. Also, let it be known that Fast Five shall now be called Edward. Hey, listen, I'm a princess. The Wind Waker sold 4.6 million copies. A little, little snarky there, Navi. Yeah. Far below the 7.6 million record set by Ocarina of Time. 
Nintendo attributed the game's weak sales in large part to the cell-shaded graphics, which turned off many players, particularly the older teenage audience. Also, there was no new innovations to excite established Zelda players or attract new ones. I like innovations, especially new ones. In 2003, Nintendo announced that a new Legend of Zelda game was in the works for the GameCube by the same team that created The Wind Waker. We were going to call it The Wind Waker 2. The Empire Strikes Back. Since the cell shading was such a bad idea, we decided to do it again. <laughs> but this time, with just stick figures. Concerned that the sequel would have the same problem, the Zelda team pushed the idea to Morimoto that they wanted a more realistic Zelda game. I don't think it's Morimoto. That's an Iron Chef. Oh, who is it then? Not Morimoto. Okay, what's his name? <laughs> Miyamoto. Miyamoto. I am Shigeru Miyamoto. Miyamoto. <laughs> and I was a little hesitant. And he might be an Iron Chef. I am. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. My secret ingredient is cell shading. <laughs> I said they hated it once. They shouldn't hate it again. And maybe you guys should focus on coming up with gameplay innovations instead. Remember, I like innovations. Hey, listen. Shigeru wasn't listening. <laughs> what I really wanted was what we couldn't do in Ocarina of Time. And that was have Link ride a horse and also have horseback combat. Not like horses riding other horses fighting each other. But Link riding a horse and fighting other horses riding horses or something like that. You know what I mean. Just roll with it. Navi, listen, roll with it. Look, listen. I love that image of just horses on other horses fighting each other. <laughs> I was innovative and Chris loves it. <laughs> I wish they I would make a game like that. <laughs> In four months, the Zelda team managed to present realistic horseback riding, which Nintendo showed to the public at Electronic Entertainment Expo 2004. The game was scheduled to be released the next year and was no longer a follow-up to The Wind Waker, but a true sequel called The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. The graphical style was chosen to satisfy the gamers. It was also a better fit of the older incarnation of Link. The game would run on a modified Wind Waker engine. This game would have Link transformed into a wolf, much like he metamorphosized into a rabbit in the dark world of a Link in the past. The creators are finding that the wolf transformation Link made Link's character unbelievable. You burden me with your questions. You have to tell me no lies. You're always asking what it's all about. Darling, listen to my replies. EMF, what are you doing here? You're unbelievable. Oh, 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 oh. Hey, listen. Oh, right. Gotcha. Do you not like my EMF? That's spot on EMF. It is. <laughs> it was fantastic. Thank you. Wasn't the Zelda game Phantom Hourglass being developed at the same time for the Nintendo DS? Yes, it was, Princess Zelda. <laughs> and the touch controls on this game inspired the team to add more uses with the Wii Remote to Twilight Princess. It was all like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. no wolf metamorphosis things. <laughs> 
The Wii Remote was the new controller for the new Wii system. The game system was under development under the codename Revolution. Because we want a revolution. They say you want a revolution. The Wii Remote was well suited for aiming arrows in Twilight Princess. They found that aiming directly at the screen gave the game a new feel, just like the DS control scheme for Phantom Hourglass. We found the use of the Wii Remote was the way to go. Hey, listen. People are expecting a GameCube release, though. So give them a Luigi game. We did. Luigi's Mansion. Oh, yes. A good game. We had a problem, though. We promised a new Zelda game for the GameCube, but we wanted the game for the Wii, so we decided to release the game for both. Developing two versions would mean delaying the previously announced 2005 release, but Nintendo felt that having both versions would satisfy users in the end. They worked on both versions in parallel, and transferring GameCube development to the Wii was relatively simple, since the Wii was being created to be compatible with the GameCube. We really worked on the Wii control scheme, adapting camera control and the fighting mechanics to the new interface. A swinging gesture was used to control the sword. The game went on to critical acclaim, selling 8.8 .8 million copies. So Nintendo kept with the sword swinging action in the next release, yeah. Skyward Sword. At first, this game was loved, but over time, it's been picked apart for bad level design and mechanics that just didn't work right. Oh, hey, listen, that Luigi, I'm stopping you right there. Don. And that's all the Zelda games, right? Every single Zelda video game. Woo! Thank goodness that is over. We can talk about the no, Mario. Wait, Mario. Zelda lived on, especially on the handhelds with many games, including The Legend of Zelda, Four Swords, The Minish Cap, Oracle of Seasons, Oracle of Ages, A Link Between Worlds, Triforce Heroes, Phantom Hourglass, Hyrule Warriors, and Spirit Tracks. Plus, don't forget freshly picked Tingle's Rosy Rupee Land and Tingle's Balloon Fight. Um, I believe Spirit Tracks was an ice cream and not a game. And it hey, was listen. delicious. Stop. Then came Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, the newest Zelda game, which we created for the Switch and Wii U. Wii U! Breath of the Wild took players back to an open-world environment, much like the very first Zelda game ever made. Link travels, Hyrule returning to locations from his past and regaining his memories. Hey, listen! Link gets the help of the Hylian races and boards four divine beasts to purge them of Ganon's monsters. Hey, Navi! Purge this! Hey, listen! Ew! In terms of structure, Breath of the Wild encourages non-linear gameplay. There is no defined entrances or exits to areas, and players can explore freely. There is more than one way to approach and solve problems in this game. The game also has a chemistry engine. I put little quotes there. For example, players may take advantage of the game's weather, see, chemistry engine, by throwing metal objects at enemies during thunderstorms. Thus, attracting a lightning strike like Thor. It could also backfire to the player wearing metal during the same thunderstorm. Breath of the Wild was released to critical acclaim, with some calling the game a masterpiece, as well as one of the greatest video games of all time. Zelda this, Zelda that, but it's -a me, Mario. Mario needs love too. It's all about me, Mario. <laughs> 
Breath of the Wild was the highest rated game of 2017 and holds the largest number of perfect reviews of any game from any year. Think about that for a moment. In all of the history of all of games, this one has the most perfect reviews ever. By June 2018, the Switch version has sold 9.32 million copies and the Wii U version 1.5 million for a total of 10.82 million copies. This made Breath of the Wild the best-selling Zelda game. But it's not as good as Super Mario Odyssey. Hey, listen. Shh, Navi, it's okay. Come, Mario, we let's go get some spaghetti dinner. What about me? Yes, you can come too. Hey, listen, don't forget me. Um, how about me? Yes, even you, Gio. Oh my god. <laughs> And they all lived happily ever after. Having spaghetti dinner. <laughs> what a meatballs. Uh, and that is Zelda. So let's do our fishbowl facts. Fishbowl facts. <laughs> what? What are you doing there? Where did you get all that trash? That's my script. Oh, you throw it on the floor I by drop each it. page? Yeah, so I don't have to flip it. So let's do our fishbowl facts. These are random facts about the Zelda series that we actually pull out of a fishbowl. Legendary composer Koji Kondo wrote the iconic Zelda theme in just one day. Robin Williams was a huge fan of the series and had once expressed interest in voicing Ganon. He wanted to play Geo. <laughs> he also <laughs> named his daughter after Princess Zelda. Her name is Zelda Williams. According to the Hyrule Hysteria, the events of Ocarina of Time causes history to split into three. One path is where Link defeats Ganon and remains there. Another for when Link defeats Ganon and goes back into the past. And the third where Link gets whooped by Ganon, which actually led to the events of the original game, The Legends of Zelda. The game was originally set to launch on floppy disks and would allow players to use that memory storage to create and share the dungeons. However, once Nintendo settled on hard cartridges, this idea got scratched. I would love to make a Zelda dungeon. I like games like that where you can create your own stuff. The dungeon maps of the first five dungeons of the second quest in the original Legend of Zelda spell Z-E-L-D-A. What does that spell? Zelda. Oh. Oh, I like this one. Link is left-handed. Yes! In every game until the Wii versions were released that featured a right-handed Link to accommodate the Wii motes. Really? Finally, a left-handed character and we somehow have to make him right-handed as if the right-handed people don't have enough already? I think it's just for that one game, though. I don't care. But can you imagine turning most of the population into swinging the sword left-handed? I don't care. Now you know how it feels. Imagine how I feel. You don't change your notebooks for me. They actually the do have left-handed notebooks. Yeah, at we, the leftorium. We can't okay. help that you're a freak. But a JL, it's okay. <laughs> Only one in their right <laughs> frame of mind here. <laughs> Here's a fun one. Zelda was named after Zelda Fitzgerald, wife of Greek Gatsby author F. Scott Fitzgerald. Miyamoto says he wanted the game's princess to have a mysterious quality, and Mrs. Fitzgerald fit the bill perfectly. Even though time travel wasn't introduced into the series until Ocarina of Time, it was always meant to be there. In fact, an early idea called for Link to travel between the future and the past and serve as the connection between the two. That's why his name was Link. Aww. Things to not you know. It all makes sense now. Yes. So each dungeon in The Legend of Zelda is the shape of its name. So the snake looks like a snake. And the eagle is shaped like an eagle. 
and so on. That's the original? But what's the fish one look like? A snail. Your mom. An octopus. There are so many different types of fish. A, um, uh, a, wa- a walleye. Sounds legit. I think that's. I like that idea. Mm-hmm. With the two eyes on the side of his head, is that the walleye or is that the flounder? The flounder. flounder. Or is that the grouper? It's a grouper. You're just saying that. <laughs> it's a flounder. <laughs> How do you not know your fish? Don't be such a guppy. I know a salmon and trout bubble, and bubble, sturgeon. Guppy, guppy, guppies. Bubble, 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 bubble. bubble, bubble. Guppy, 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 guppies. Bubble. 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 No, oh, guppy. I, I know. Rubber guppy, you're the one. You make bath time so, so much, much fun. fun. All right, well, let's hear what you guys have to say on Zelda. Um, I forgot to look at what Facebook said, so we're just going to go right to the phone calls. Here is our boss from Podfix Network, Chris Bratenton. Hey, it's me, Pod Chris, Pod Chris Prime. And if, if Ocarina of Time is not in everybody's top three lists of video games all time, I only want to be friends with that person. I mean, you could, you could jump on the Ocarina and in the early days of the internet, you could, you could, you could get the sheet music for like Jurassic Park theme song played on the Ocarina if you could held down the Z button and everything you get those sharps and flats going on. Anyway, one of the greatest games of all time, Zelda. Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. Incredible franchise. Love every game. Obviously some are better than others. Yes. It's a good choice of episode topic. I will now forever call him Prime Chris since that's what he called himself so another Ocarina of Time uh, fan problem for me with Ocarina of Time is that I played Wind Waker I played the original one then I jumped to Wind Waker and then I went to Breath of the Wild and once you play Breath of the Wild it is super hard to go backwards in the series because Breath of the Wild deserves every critical praise has gotten it deserves every perfect 10 score and i really like the you can do and go anywhere you like style of games fallout is my favorite game of all time that's one of those styles where you just go and you do whatever you want and you go on whatever quest you want it doesn't matter if you do the first quest you go to or the 10th quest you go to and that's how breath of the wild is now laura's brother kevin (laughs) hates breath of the wild because he's the opposite. He likes the old Zelda games that are very linear. That you go that one direction. There's no deviating from that path. You have to solve that puzzle. And then you can go on to the next thing. I I didn't play Ocarina of Time. And I, I, I tried. But I can't. I can't do it. Because it's just. I got into the tree. And with the spiders. I'm like. Ah, I'm not doing so good with the spiders. And I want to do some, go to somewhere else. But you can't go somewhere else. Because you got to finish off these damn spiders in the damn tree. That's my two cents. Well, you know, it's funny about you only getting to the tree. Is that's as far as we got in the Ocarina of Time episode with Faraz. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, there you go. <laughs> so, really, you knew everything Faraz was talking about with Ocarina of Time. Yes, I experienced. We we tried to do an episode at Faraz's request. And, like we said in the beginning of the, the show, it got... The computer actually did eat it. But he only wanted to do Ocarina of Time because it was the anniversary of Ocarina of Time. 
and he described the game in great detail. The script was very good, but we only got to the tree in the script as we described so much detail. I think Ocarina of Time is a good game, but like you said, once once you play Breath of the Wild, you can't go back. I think if I had played Ocarina of Time before Breath of the Wild, I wouldn't. It wouldn't have been that big a problem for me. But I don't think the um, Sabrina and JL are interested in our topic. Well, they didn't play the games. Well, just, JL, you played the very first one, right? Yeah. That's yeah. That's, that's the, the one you played too. Yeah. yeah. Well, Once I you didn't have to blow into a cartridge anymore, I quit playing. Yeah. Well, in all fairness, it was actually my mom that used to play Legend of Zelda. Like that was her game. My sister and I were not allowed to touch it because oh, really? you had to. Well, because no, back then you had to hold the reset and then hit the power button in order to save it. Ah, uh, okay. And my sister and I were like, I don't know, like probably seven, eight, and five and six, somewhere around that age. You didn't know how to do that. And uh, well, you know, you forget sometimes. You just yeah. hit power, and then everything's gone. Plus, it had the three save spots, so you could accidentally save over somebody else's game. Yeah. yeah really that's why we used to go over to a friend's house and play, because that way we knew where we were at all times because of the save spot. Yeah. One of the reasons why I was never a big Mario fan is because I didn't want to go back and do level one again when I ran out of lives. And I was never going to get to the end of the damn thing, because I'm not good at it. And I had to start all the way back in the beginning. It was frustrating. So I'm glad that all like every game has a save feature now. All right, uh, next caller. I think this is Chris Green. It's a Chris Day. Hey, this is Ruder. I never had a Nintendo, so I could never play Legend of Zelda. The only game I could play was Snake on my calculator. Which is why I don't like your show. I like Gravity Beard. Oh, that wasn't Chris. That was Bruder. So Bruder calling in again. <laughs> How does he get our number if he doesn't listen to our show? Um, he might be part of the Facebook group. He could be on Twitter. He could be he on the us. internet. Our number's everywhere. Okay. He just likes to troll us. Um, our number's written on the alehouse bathroom in Kissimmee. He could be a big fan of the alehouse bathroom in Kissimmee. Okay. I don't know. But he's a strong supporter of the show. He listens every week, apparently. And I would be a little frustrated, too, if I could only play Snake on a calculator. And I did just recently put up one of our business cards into Twin Peaks. Okay. There you go. What's a Twin Peaks? Titties and beer. (laughs) (laughs) Titties and beer. All right. Well, speaking of titties and beer... Let's rate these titties. Amazingly, that's all I see when I look at this can. Oh, let's rate the beer. <laughs> JL Beer Cooler. It's cooler than you think. It's cooler than you think. Yeah. All right, well, why don't we start hey, with I found you. Link. Yeah, I said yeah, he was out there. That's what he said. He, I it's all listening. sorts of hidden things. That's why the label <laughs> got a six. It got bumped up to a six. But let's start with you, Laura, since it was your topic and you were hesitant about the beer, but you liked the label. I do really like the label. What do you think? It's a pretty awesome label. Um, it has that florally, florally hoppy taste that I hate so very much. But it is not as overpowering as some IPAs are. I'm going to actually give this one a five. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jail almost had a heart attack. <laughs> now, it possibly okay. could be that my taste 
is not really working well today because I don't feel so hot. It could be Maybe the delirium. Maybe expanding. No, it could be the delirium from 80 hours and two days of work. I don't know what it is, but I give it a five. Oh, very good. Sabrina? I think I will as well give it a five. Um, I mean, I'd be willing to share one of those with somebody else, but not the other five. Um, it's got, it's nice. It's It's got a nice taste to it. It's not as hop heavy as I was expecting. Right, which is probably why I like it. Yeah. Uh, the first, the first little bit after I opened it, I was like, mm, I'm not sure about this, but it's a bit sweeter tasting, um, I would say, than, uh, even definitely than the beer we had last week. So it's not as hop heavy for an IPA, I feel. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Well, for me, it's all about the finish. It finishes clean, which is important to me. I don't like to taste my drinks five minutes after I'm done drinking them. I'm actually going to go a full six on this one. Um, maybe my taste buds are changing, like JL pointed out. Uh, real clean finish, not a big hoppy flavor. Um, just a great taste all the way around from the first sip to the last sip. Sometimes these beers take a while to grow on you, not this one. As soon as you open the can, drink that first sip. You can complete it all the way to the last sip, get the same flavor throughout. Total six. All right, Beer Master. I really love this one. Good smell as soon as you open it. And the consistency is great. Start to finish, it's the same flavor. And it's been out for a while. I've been trying to save it so I could have some for the ranking. And it's still just as good as the first sip. Not overly hoppy, but really good. Definite six. The Easter Bunny would hate it. <laughs> yes. Because it's not overly hoppy. I really I love it. the hop trees on the can. All right. Well, uh, let's pay some bills. I really hope you like Podcast 42. 42. <laughs> <laughs> that is it dubbed in French. Because that's, that's how we roll now. We call it Podcast 42. 42. We put a lot of time and effort into each episode, but we do not put a lot of time and effort into pronouncing the title correctly. <laughs> Did you know you can actually get paid just for listening to this podcast? I know it sounds insane, but it's true. We discovered this free new app called PodCoin, and it literally pays you to listen to podcasts. Here's how it works. You listen to podcasts, and you're in PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that PodCoin in for gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks or maybe places where they sell Triforce beer. I don't know. Only if you're in Atlanta. Or if you're a really good person, you can donate that pod coin to charity. The more you listen, the more you earn. So here's what you do. Download the app right now on iPhone or Android, which is the better platform. And I'm, I have a special code for you. Simply use our code podcast 42 one word with the numbers four and two, and you'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. And if you listen to enough of us on there, you can get a cappuccino at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card. So go ahead and listen to this podcast or virtually any other podcast on PodCoin and sign up with the code PODCAST42. I swear it'll change the way you listen to podcasts. Let's talk about the seed giant. Do you like tickets to things? Things like sports ball or Broadway shows. 
Maybe things like a comedians and a rock roller peoples. Well, Seat Giant has the best of tickets to the best of things at the best of prices. But wait, there's more. The Seat Giant has also great customer service. And if you act now, you can use the code PODCAST42, one word, at checkout to save even more money on already great deals. Just visit SeatGiant.com and the U.S. or SeatGiantCA.ca if you are from those territories north of the U.S. So SeatGiant.com in the U.S. or SeatGiant.ca in Canada. I wonder if Seat Giant has any Irish bands. That's Mexican, isn't it? Irish Mexican bands. I don't even know what's going on. I like when you two sing Cinco de Mayo songs. I don't know what a Cinco de Mayo song would consist of. You know what my favorite U2 Cinco de Mayo song is? What? Uno. Uno, dos, tres, catorce. (laughs) Uno, dos, tres, catorce. Hello. Hola, hola. There's a little place called Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) That reminds me of a quick story. We went to this restaurant a long time ago, Laura and I. And I, it's a Mexican restaurant. And we're... (sighs) We've got the same same argument that everybody in the world has. That you want to go out to eat, but where do you want to go? Well, I don't want to make the decision. She doesn't want to make a decision. The kids want to scream McDonald's. So we're like, well, there's... I saw... I passed this restaurant, and on the sign it said it had a mariachi band. So I'm like, well, let's go. <laughs> let's go to the restaurant that has the mariachi band. That sounds so fun. fun. So we get there, and Laura's upset because the mariachi band is all... Women, yeah, and you can't have a woman mariachi band. She's, I'm sorry, she's like you can't have women in a mariachi band. No, they're all little short men. That's what you're supposed to. Have. <laughs> but what's even yeah. worse? Yeah, oh, it gets so much better that, that they were all women. Oh, is song. that they played Manamana? <laughs> the song they played <laughs> in our area of the restaurant. Was Manamana. He played And I said, never again will I come listen to this non mariachi band. I really want to go watch that now. Where was this place? Yes. It's in uh, Hunter's Creek area in Florida on the trail. I'm not going to put, I'm not going to blast. We're not going to blast them on the, the internet. But uh, around the target area. Oh, you're going to come out to my area, Sabrina. But just imagine a uh, mariachi band of all women playing. (laughs) Manamana. And then saying in a thick Spanish accent, (laughs) Manamana. It was awesome. It was the best mariachi band. I look at Chris and I said, there's not enough margaritas for me to appreciate this. And Laura looked at me like I had just blown up the world. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't hire the Marriott. You know what? He has yet to live it down. I still constantly remind him of my Menomina Mariachi band (laughs) experience. But what's sad is we have gone back to this Mexican restaurant several times after. Mm -hmm. So clearly, clearly they did not scare me away too much. The food was okay. Yeah, Menomina. (laughs) All right, Sabrina, where can you find us? You can find us on the Facebook group, Official Podcast 42 Facebook group on Facebook. 
Our email Wait, is, where is it? on Facebook. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just in case right. you missed that. Official Podcast 42 Facebook group. On, on Facebook. Facebook. Okay. It'd be really awkward if that was on Twitter as well that way. Yeah, but, but that'd aren't be we on really Twitter? cool. Probably. Are we the official Podcast 42 Facebook group on Twitter? Uh, we could be. I think we should be. That'd be confusing, but I like it. But it's amazing. Menomina. Menomina. Um, too many you characters. You can email us, podcast42show at gmail.com. That's podcast42 numerically, not alphanumerically, show at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Patreon, podcast42. Uh, we've got some great content on there, other content that you may not get uh, listening to us anywhere else. Um, some. And I always forget to put it in the notes, but there's free stuff on there, too, on the And Patreon. there's free stuff on there. Yeah. Otherwise, you can pay and upgrade and listen to us. Yes. And it's watch some of us. The early episodes, they're a hoot and a holler. That's <laughs> uh, what we were doing into the microphone. It was hooting and hollering. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Spreaker, TuneIn, Stitcher. Google Podcasts, basically just about anywhere you can find podcasts. We would prefer you listen to us on Spreaker, as we get paid that way. Um, or you Money. can now find us now on PodCoin, um, and they'll pay you to listen to us. Yay, money. Oh, news. You can, if you listen to us on Spotify, we also get paid now. Ooh. Yeah, that's brand new. Yay, Spotify. Uh, our website is podcast42show.wordpress.com. Uh, we've got all episodes on there, Beer Guide and more. Um, come check us on there. We're a part of the Podfix Network. Yay, Podfix. Yay. Pod Chris. Prime Chris. And then also, of course, you can phone us, call us at 813-708-9717. Leave us a message. Uh, you might make it onto the show, talk about the topic, and you'll definitely make it onto the show. So Murder once again... Knows. Yeah, yes, that's I mean if Gruder can make it on, I feel anybody can make it on. So once again that phone number is 813-708-9717. All right, excellent. Well, that was a good show. I enjoyed that one. I still don't know what we were talking about. Yes, but you channeled your uh, uh <laughs> Ken Ken Jong. Ken Jong. That's right. So. Yes. Wait and till the Ken Jong episode. I know we could do a Ken And Jong Luigi episode. was in Irish, Italian, Norwegian. <laughs> Bach. Bach. <laughs> Bach. Who liked Mexican mariachi music? Maybe we could put Sabrina on the mass Singer. And then Ken, she could meet Ken Jong. Oh, there we go. Yeah. That'd be cool. All right. We're out of here. I'm Christopher DeVos. I'm Sabrina Pierre. JL Trose. I'm Laura Manamana. Do, 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 do. Bye. Bye. Do, 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 do. Stay fresh, cheese bags. <laughs> All celebrity voices have been impersonated poorly. All conversations may or may not be 100% accurate as well. We have attempted to provide you with the facts as best to our knowledge with the help of a case of fear, some old man that tells stories down by the river, Wikipedia, and old homemade YouTube documentaries. Do not use anything you heard in this show to write a book report with. You will get a bad grade. A really 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 bad grade. Just like all of our hosts did when they were in school. Music was provided by Kramo. You can find more of his tunes at Kramo.com. This has been a Podcast 42 production.
podcast of the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com. I'm L to the I to the end game. My will is to make it to the end game. Just chill, cause you could be offending. These ladies I'm defending. I was raised by that Kokiri, but I'm actually a helium. Rupees by the million, shirt green chameleon. Suck these Deku nuts. I got spiritual stones. Used to be a runt, but now I'm full grown. I'm the hero of time, and I always get mine, cause I'm always on my grind all the time. Time fine, find me, me, rescue wings. Don't find lady from the belly of the beast. And if you got beef, then I want you to meet my tribe forces. Here, one, two, three, don't fuck with me. Get your fine quickly, then I beat, beat, beast, keep, keep, then leave. Wow, the ladies always tripping on me. They be requesting that I be questing. I be the best thing, big stick. I swing, can you see my green? I'm questing. What? I'm questing. Uh. Say who trade with a big head? Be like me, keep out like me, ain't tall like me. Put them all on me, don't call on me. Cause magic sticks are glowing on me. Like I'm all rings on the same phone. Like I told berries, like an alpha pole. And if you come in, try better put a shield on and face your destiny alone. Rupees, 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 baby. Sipping on your potion slurp. Fellas making faces and they following my motion derp. I'm the Ellis Fairy from Kokiri to the I've been making scotch you teleporting oh. Can it doubt when I be coming at your evil Do all this in hell My people, man of the century Everyone wanna be a kid Stop me cause I'll take what I please Leave your cities like dust in the breeze I will high rule Little kid needs school If you coming at me Who better be full grow Cause I'm about to switch out Beast mode on ladies always tripping on me They be requesting That I be questing I be the best thing Big stick I swing Can you see my green Drip drip visine Yeah Trippin' on me, they be requesting that I be questing. I be the best thing, big stick. I swing. Can you see my green drip drip? Visine, I'm questing. 